Tune in to Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson. Who is Regina Johnson? Regina Johnson. Author, pastor, motivational speaker, and life coach. Regina is inspirational, motivating others to live out their purpose. Regina is passionate, tenacious, and relentless about helping others fulfill their destiny. Her goal is to bring a refreshing to someone's life. Join us every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Dial in to share your heart with Regina at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. And remember that Regina says... We all know you really haven't failed until you stop trying. I want to be to people what others have been to me. And so that's, that's really the purpose of Refresh. It's the end of the day for people to feel refreshed. So call in at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. You'll be blessed by her wisdom, strategies, and encouragement. That's Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Good evening. I'd like to welcome you to Refresh. This is Regina Johnson, your host. I hope that everyone is having a happy Sunday and uh, has enjoyed your weekend up to this point. I'd like to give a quick shout-out to my girl, Princess Cooper, and to all the hosts of NHISG Sports Media. Uh, You're listening to your host, Regina Johnson, and uh, today's show should be pretty interesting. I'm going to kind of tackle it today to start out on my own, and then next week we'll have panel guests where we're discussing what's happening with um, within our government, discussing uh, border crossing, how it is affecting us, um, how others are may be affected. Today I'd like to bring another um, twist, a new scenario that's never ever addressed, and it is that there is really a place that's in the middle, a place that's never really discussed much, uh, not really um, uh, dealt with. And that is the family and the wives of those who kind of fall in the middle. I'll give you an example of that. Um, the, the wives and children of um, people who are following instruction like our law officers, um, our ICE agents, parents, uh, families, not parents, wives, children, uh, people that have to make decisions based on decisions that are made for them. I think it's important that we realize as we do this journey as United States citizens that we do it with broad understanding, understanding um, how everyone is affected in the middle of this, those that are trying to cross the borders, those that are already here, um, those that um, are the lawmakers making decisions to whether to bring or not to bring, and those who are responsible for calling that out. Uh, allowing those uh, decisions are working on behalf of those who are making decisions uh, for them. It's very um, a very special place in which we fall in um, because I am aware that of several families whose uh, the the um, wow I'm really trying to be careful because I might be using 
telling stories of others today without calling their names. And so I'm really trying to be cautious. But I'd like to share from the middle of this on behalf of some other um, families, those families that are involved by, it's almost like they inherited, they inherited the woes of the situation. When we look at this situation, we look at uh, families that are being um, denied uh, the right uh, in many instances to be able to do what people have done for generations, which is come to the United States and become U.S. citizens. Um, And one of the things that we are seeing is that uh, there has become a great divide here in our country over whether they should or they should not permit it or uh, maybe even just how they are going about doing it. I know there are some very scary stories, um, but again, I'd like to bring you a part, uh, a part that's seen not from the side of the ones crossing the borders, nor the side of the one that thinks it's fair or unfair, but the ones that are actually involved. I'd like to tell you a couple of stories from uh, some officers that are Border Patrol agents as well as your ICE agents and uh, FBI agents, but mostly I'd like to stick to our Border Patrol and our ICE uh, agents, uh, their families. It seems as if that when there is this upheaval Uh, A lot of times people forget that there are people and they are those people who are merely just flung in the middle of this who have been placed there because of the jobs in which they have. And we have a tendency to forget that that's exactly who they are and what they are doing. We hold them responsible as if they are the decision makers and not the ones that are merely called to carry out a task. Um, I am, I remember uh, almost 20 years ago, hearing the story, uh, and these stories that I'm telling you, they are not just hear, hearing like in a passing or someone telling you as if I have no knowledge. These are actual agents, whether they were Border Patrol agents or ICE or um, what is now called Homeland. These are actual stories, but unfortunately, I can't tell you the gentleman's name and the multiple uh, the gentlemen's and females' names. Because, uh, unfortunately, there's a great attack that is happening towards um, the people that are in the agencies right now. There are people that are going, actually finding out information about our federal agency and agents and going to their homes and harassing them in their homes and harassing their children and their families. Uh, The first thing that pops into my mind is, Uh, Something that I heard was, well, you know, the children of the immigrants or the illegals, they have parents also who are being mistreated and and not uh, uh, treated fairly. And I want to pose the the question, are they or are they not? Let's look at this. I'm not, I don't uh, agree with us having a wall erected, but I do believe that there should be protocol. Because what we're actually looking at is not just um, our uh, illegals that come over from uh, Mexico. We're talking about protecting the United States according 
to uh, against others that come over that mean us harm. I think we can all say that um, we would like to help our neighbors. We would love to be there and help and bring them about uh, and help them to have a better life. I personally have said that if I live this close to freedom, and I don't know how many of you have ever gone to Matamoros, uh, 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 Mexico, or I've ever been on that end. If you were there, I don't know about you, but I know I've crossed over, and and I was one of the first ones to say, if it was between me and swimming and across or walking across or or being brought across illegally um, and me getting out of that situation, I would have, I, I probably would have swam. As a matter of fact, I said it jokingly. I said, um, you would have to take me back probably every day uh, when I was in the midst of these agents. Um, and many of them feel exactly like you do. But I want to tell you about some stories. I remember when uh, I was just about in my 30s and we had a very close relationship. And I say 30s, so that would take me over 20 plus years ago. We had uh, a relationship with some uh, agents that were on the border as well as in ICE. And these are the stories. The stories I share with you today are stories that I heard firsthand from these agents. Now, I'm not saying that there could not be fabrication, but they have uh, been, uh, these are, are stories that have been verified by other agents that were there with them who had uh, received no benefit in uh, sharing this story or verifying that what the others are saying was true. In, our, in my 30s, we lived in California along the border, and uh, I remember when we first moved there, there was a story that was told about a young couple that was coming over from Mexico by way of being led in by the coyotes. And when we say the coyotes, what they're saying is illegal drug and people smugglers who bring people over and cross the border illegally. Often you hear the stories about them being in hot vehicles and or in um, or walking over. This happened uh, during the winter months, the story that I'm going to tell you. It happened during the winter months where the young couple that was coming over who were just married in Mexico, uh, it was on like a, um, a Friday when they were coming over to start their lives uh, over here on this side of the border where uh, a young man who was found uh, drifting in cold winter uh, uh, climate through the mountains of California. I know that when when you hear about uh, Southern California, you think about hot beaches and 70-degree weather and so on and so forth. But during the winter uh, season, the mountain clearings are very, very treacherous. There's snow on the ground, and it's it's cold. There were agents that found this young man making his way to one of, actually, he was in search of them. Uh, and so they sort of just ran into each other. And when they did that, they ran into each other uh, because his wife had frozen to death while they were escaping. Uh, they were crossing over some, uh, one was leading them in and through, and while they were bringing them in, they were left which happens so often in illegal crossings. 
the people take the money and then they run off and leave those helpless individuals crossing over. Well, that's what happened with this young couple. And because the weather uh, was so cold and they're not informed of how freezing it is when they are moving. And someone said, well, why don't they know? Because it's different at a lower altitude than it is when you come up and you begin to cross in some of those passes. The young woman, unfortunately, she froze to death. Uh, they lose body temperature. Uh, and I'm not saying just, just because it's cold, but you're hot also. It's like you're freezing, but you, you are hot. Just picture if you're running in the winter. So you're sweating. And so then when they stop, uh, their body temperatures drop quite quickly, uh, and then they freeze. There, that was his story. They found him. Now, the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this is because there, when he made it to some agents that were on the trail, they were responsible for going back and trying to retrieve his wife and help her to sustain, his, sustain her life. But unfortunately, it was too late. She was dead when they got there, and the young man was barely alive when he reached them, when he reached those Border Patrol agents. I know we hear a lot of stories about them being forced back over, being arrested and thrown into jails. I want to tell you a side that is so rarely shown in the news. That young man today, I pray, has married since then, but that's a part of his story. Part of his story is that his young bride died on the trail. Now, you can look at it two ways. You can say if they weren't forced to have to cross illegally, then she never would have been placed in that situation. And I agree. But I'm what today my job is to raise awareness for those that are doing their job. Their job, yes, is to keep them from crossing illegally. But it is also to be able to protect them and to keep them from harm's way. When, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> they brought the young man in. He was barely hanging on to life. And, but I am happy to report that he is, he was alive afterwards. Heartbroken, but alive. People, we must find a way. A way to where we can protect our borders, but also a way where we can grant people the same opportunity that many others have had from generation past. Uh, you're listening to Regina Johnson. We are uh, listening to Refresh, and uh, we're on Refresh. I'm sorry. Uh, and we'll be right back in just a moment. Never Had It So Good 101.1 is proud to have talk radio on their platform. Like Pastor Regina Johnson, Refresh Radio, James Deshaies, Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. Daquan King, Revive Radio. Warren Sally with Man Cave Radio. Sky Wonders with Unmuted, Your Voice Matters. Wake Up Call Radio with Pastors Warren and Annie Sally. Peace Within Radio with Henry Washington. The Bible Has the Answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Dig Radio with Pastor Annetta Watson. Crazy Sports Mom with Doretha Anderson. Been there, done that with Cindy Smith. Pave your way to success with Rudy and Michelle Govan. Spiritually reincarnated with Gilbert Sines. In times like these with Benita Coney. Sports Talk Atlanta with Matt D and Travis McGee. 
Sports Talk Carolina with Andre White and Nick Emerson. Sports Talk Money Podcast with Elliot Johnson. Power 803 with Reverend John Robinson. Totally Healed Radio with Angel Anderson. Bless This House Gospel House with Bishop Timothy Henderson. And It's a Way Out and a Way to Stay Out with Marlon Reed. I'm talking about absolutely the best talk show host in the country right here on Never Had It So Good 101.1, the world's radio station. the word of the Lord through music ministry on Gospel 107. We're live on NHISG 101.1 every Sunday. Gospel music from legends Lee Williams, Rance Allen, and Shirley Caesar. Join us for Sunday service delivered by Pastor Regina Johnson, Pastor Russell Moore, and Pastor Johnny Ray Noble. Bible study with Pastor Aaron B. Williams and Christian Talk Radio with Pastor Annetta Watson, Pastor Annie Sally, Pastor Warren Sally and Benita Coney. Gospel 107, every Sunday on Never Had It So Good, 101.1. Welcome back. This is Regina Johnson, and here with Refresh. And uh, we are having a discussion today, which is actually going to last from this week to a panel discussion on next week concerning the border crossing, you know, the wall that our president is talking about erecting. Our show today is about those that fall in between the lines of this thing, the agents that are responsible for carrying out jobs. And that's merely what it is. They were hired to do these jobs to protect and serve. I know that a lot of times their stories uh, end up uh, not uh, a part of the story, just as I was sharing about the young man who he and his bride were forced to cross. And and we say forced um, because I take it from uh, the perspective of where I, what I shared with you guys earlier. If I lived in Matamoros or if I lived in um, what's, what's another area, I have someone else that came in today, um, my, my actual brother, um, who is of Hispanic descent, <laughs> is going to just share his heart a little bit, too, with me today. But what is it? It's Madam Morris and, and uh, Juarez. Juarez, right. If I lived in either one of those areas right there at the border, I, I was sharing with some agent friends of ours that, uh, yeah, they would basically be taking me back every day. We're laughing because back when I lived in California, um, and these stories would be told to me, it's like, basically, I wish people really understood what their real job, the Border Patrol agents on that area, besides just sending people back. This is what it looks like on the norm. They cross over, they pick them up, they give them a pack of cookies, they give them some water, they drive them back and release them back on the border. It's not something scary. Sometimes they are held. Usually now it's a little different because now they're trying to reinforce the laws differently, but that's been pretty much what it's been. And so 
today. We weren't planning this, but he walked in. And uh, so I snagged him, y'all, just for you. Uh, we have a special guest with us, um, my brother in love, um, uh, Joaquin Salazar. Did I say it right? Joaquin, yes. No, I'm trying to say it with like a little flex. Joaquin. Joaquin, thank you. See, I was right. You were wrong. <laughs> okay. Who's Spanish in the room? I didn't want to like give it up. You know, I'm really, okay, never mind. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. All right. So, Joaquin, as I'm sharing that side of the story, do you still have family that's in Mexico? Yes. Yes. So I still have family in Mexico. I'm still, I'm a little bit on the fence as far as that. I'm, I hate to say I'm on the fence, but I'm a little bit on the fence as far as that because, I mean, there's so many, you hear so many fake, you know, you'll hear the fake things about what's going on between they're being held. I, I mean, I think I just saw this uh, this morning about how they had, uh, they had different celebrities that were posting something about um, how they had the kids and captured, and it was actually from a 2014 posting. Um, it was actually from one of the, it was a 2014 ad. I think it was a video with uh, with uh, with them, and they all had orange shirts on. But um, it's not anything like that. Um, I'm more along the line as far as like how they actually, how they're handling the immigration law, how they're actually trying to, you know, how they how they handle it, and also keeping a balance of it. Um, a lot of them say to go ahead and do amnesty, but at the same time, with amnesty, visas, and going for citizenship, these guys have been sitting there for almost 20 years trying to get a visa or, right. you know, 15 years trying to get into you, citizenship. You know, you know, actually, I've heard that, like, even from people from, uh, who I know from Korea, that in order, and they call it, like, sponsorship, in order to have someone to sponsor you to come to the United States, to actually get a sponsor and then to actually get them here, there are many of them who have loved ones. It's taking about 20 years uh, for that whole process to take it's place. Money too. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. money. You got to spend money to actually. I have a coworker that's still on a visa that's been on it for almost 15 years. Right. Um, 15 years, still trying to have an immigration lawyer spend almost 10 grand just to go ahead and, but still has not. He's still looking for updates to see if he's going to be a citizen or if he's going to be able to be approved for it. Um, I think there's just so much that's tied into immigration in itself that there's not like a straight law that actually gives you, because I think a lot of wedging has been put in over the years um, with immigration. There's so much, you know, wedge like workers programs and there's just so much that's been in between it that you really can't get a clear understanding about what immigration is supposed to be. Supposed to be. Yeah. I think I'm finding that out even just with government, anything where the government, whether it's on local level or it's a federal law, that, you know, I think that once man gets in it and he gets his little fingers going in it or his little ideas or his agendas going that uh, things kind of get all mixed up. And I think we forget, we forget that there are lives that are actually involved in this. Um, One of the things I wanted to, I want to ask you is um, how, how does it, are you opposed of them uh, really uh, having a process because I think that's one of the things that a lot of people are overlooking. People are not saying that they oppose the process. They oppose the way the process is being played out. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. And, uh, it's more of the, um, I mean, I, and all the stuff that I've heard, you know, I mean, and I was looking at as far as that, the, you know, I understand the make America great again, make America great again, and right, right. which way, and then you see as far as the captions, as far as, the children being separated, and then you have the, um, 
and my, I mean, my heart tells me everything as far as that it goes out to the children because of, and you see it, but you, it goes out to the children because psychologically, you don't know being pent up how long they've been in there. A lot of times they'll say that they'll be there for anywhere from um, three days up to 20 days because of court cases. Um, right, right. But you're pent up in something that's, you know, how can, you know, you want to, you want to justify the process too as well. Right. You want to make it to where it's, you know, you want to make things different. You right. Know, you don't don't want to, uh, from past years, uh, I've even heard from people, past years has been going on for years. Well, I mean, if you're, in my eyes, if you're wanting to make America great again, then why not stop that now? Right. And actually what would we there. do, though, you know, when you were saying that, you were talking about the children uh, that are being uh, held. I think about people that create uh, or commit crimes, because they're really, this is a crime. Yeah. It, it is. You're forcing people based on, I mean, you really would have to see what it looks like when you cross over. Right. I personally am all for us regulating our borders because I know personally that it's not just people crossing that want jobs. You, right. you know what I'm saying? Uh, I know in a very real way that it's not just mom and dad that wants to that want to come over. Right. I think that when we stop, like, the coyotes from being able to transport people and people within inside of the country influencing people. There were flyers that were found that I know factually that were found giving people instruction on how to cross the border illegally. <laughs> <I believe it. laughs> illegally, <laughs> illegally, right? Yeah. Okay, so but the point that I was going to make was, and, and I, really, I don't want you to hold back because I don't really know where I am on this. All I know is that there has to be a better way. You, you know there, what I'm saying? There, is. there has to be a better way. I, I, I remember years ago to where an entire, and these are things that we don't see on the news, where an entire uh, cargo of food that was going to our middle, our, our, our agents, not agents, but our army over in the Middle East was actually had been tampered with. The food was contaminated, uh, and it would have caused death to many of those and, and, and believe it or not, they found a Bible from uh, one of our Middle Eastern brothers along the lines of the ICE movement. Mm-hmm. Um, they found this on the trail, and that was what we found. Um, that's what was found that we found. I went like I was on the job. It's <laughs> what was found that gave the, the, the clue that something happened. Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm, I'm and then they were able to find that, and, and thousands, uh, if not hundreds of thousands of Army uh, men and women, lives are spared. So when I think of the border, I think about not so much of those that are in Mexico, because believe it or not, everybody that wants to cross illegally knows that you can, when they stop people at border crossings, it's not just Hispanic. No. With everything under the sun, Coming through that way, people that you would never expect to be coming into the United States illegally, coming through Mexico. I, Something is wrong with that picture. I've seen it. I've been on the borderline. I've seen where they take up people, where they have it. My, I think what hits me the home, what hits the heart is because on my side, my side, they came over. Uh-huh. And that's the one thing. When you see... Um, you know, like grandma, when you say my side, you're talking about your family. Yeah, family of yeah. their own. When they yeah. came over, like back in too as well, back in the day when they came, you know, you already know you 
heard the story. You heard the process of what they had mm-hmm. to go through, you know, going through the desert and going through, right. oh, yeah. know, traveling through, right. uh, even when it was back in the day. And that's the, you know, that's the one thing that we try not to get heated. You know, you're trying, you're trying to have a, a very, very sane mind about things, right, uh, right. about how it is and what they, because you know. you, it was an, it was like a necessary evil. Yeah. It comes in. It, as it, was, it was wrong. It was wrong to cross, but you see the benefit in crossing. And that your family was affected because of the crossing. And I've heard, and I've heard, I mean, even with all the stories. Asian, yeah. uh, I have a coworker too that was, he's Filipino, and he had to, he said, well, I did it the right way. And we went, I was like, well, and I understand you did it the right way, and it was great. And everybody had to, you know, and we all had to put together. But at the same time, you know, everybody, it, when you hear stories in in Mexico they always talk about America being with gold plated roads with uh, <laughs> then they, they come have, over and buy out real bad. I find out that. Uh-huh. I, um, it's gold plated roads, you know, there's you know, I, when I was in um Matamoros, um when I stayed there, I even had a guy that stood in front of me and he asked me if I looked if he had looked American enough. So that way he could go across. Oh wow. He said I could pass. You think I could pass? He had blue eyes, he he had he was pale skinned, he goes, I yeah, think I could pass. Yeah, like no, <laughs> yeah, but, no, brother. So, you get ready to get straight busted, right? right. And, but you know, and that's the one thing you hear all the stuff right. why they want to come. I and remember yeah. when we were over and uh, just shopping because uh, everybody loves to go and shop in Mexico when you're this close in Texas, California, yeah. all along the border, even New Mexico. Um, that you know, you want to go over, you want to go shop because you get get things done and and you get know, cheaper. really cheaper, yeah. right. Yeah. Not as many regulations, which we do need some things regulated. <laughs> but um, I remember when I was coming back over and I was, I, you know, I'm, sometimes the jokes are not as much as I probably more. Let me just turn that around. Probably more than what I should be in serious moments. And I remember my husband telling me, he said, do not get up here and pretend like that you are, you know, you don't understand what they're saying. And when he said it the first time, I was like going, Whatever, and not that I was, it wasn't really a thought that was in my mind, but I was young at the time, and and so I, you know, if I would crack crack a joke or whatever, it wasn't until later I found out he was like going, there are people that look just <laughs> like you crossing this border and in Mexico, and you start joking up here and end up getting stuck, and then we <laughs> cannot even get you out, and uh, and so those were that that was one of the things when I think about this. My mind automatically, just because we do know people that are in the agencies uh, and on both sides, very dear people that uh, became friends with. Uh, and when I was in California, it was so funny. We had uh, English-speaking church, and then we had Spanish-speaking church. Mm-hmm. Well, here, you're not thinking it's going to be a room full of illegals <laughs> having church. And so it was so funny because we had friends that were uh, U.S. Border Patrol agents that will go to the Spanish-speaking church, and the room was a room full of illegals that had crossed over illegally. And they would go in there and have church with them, and just you know brush it up on their Spanish, and you know trying to develop relationships, not knowing, and just freaking everybody in the room out every time yeah. they would go. They didn't even know. <laughs> and from that, we learned the stories. There was a lady that went to my church who she told me, she said, I walked over. I came over. 
And she began to tell the stories about how she made it over and people that did not. When, when you're that closely related, you hear these stories about some of the travesties that happened with government in Mexico as well as in the United States, but the things that happen on the trail. It's not just to the Hispanics that are coming or Mexicans that are coming over from Mexico. You hear the stories that's not talked about, which I don't understand why. You don't hear the stories about the agent that was pushed or thrown off the cliff. That are when you see those agents, especially field agents that are out there, they're not out there just to throw people in jail. They are out there to rescue and to save lives. Because it seems like when they bring them across, it is some of the most dangerous time. It is in the dead middle of winter or in extreme heat, extreme heat of summer. Let me paint a picture for you right quick. Agents walking up on groups that are huddled around a tree with giving off very little shade and about a group of 20 people dead. Dead. Dead because someone brought them over and ran off and did not stay with them. And they were forced to try. And you would see, as a matter of fact, if you go to California, if you're wondering, like if you're driving and coming in through the desert and you see these little water jugs, like, you know, just kind of sitting somewhere, that someone leaving water for people that have come over illegally or that someone who has run out of water and we're hoping that they can be found. Guys, I don't know about you, but we've got to figure out a better way. We've got to figure out a way for, for the process to happen better. Then we've got to figure out a way, and this is the reason why, because we're turning on people who are really just doing their job. And when I come back in a second, I'll begin to share more about that. You are listening to Refresh. This is Regina Johnson, your host. I'll be back in a moment. Oh 
Hey guys, I want to welcome you back. This is Regina Johnson, and you are listening to Refreshed. I want to welcome you to the show today. We are discussing our U.S. borders, um, but we're kind of adding a new twist to it today. I had an unsuspected guest to come in, um, my brother-in-law, who is Hispanic, uh, uh, Mexican descent, right? Yeah. Uh, and I kind of just wrangled him in to today's show. Because I'm actually talking about today from a another perspective about the men and women who are forced to uphold these laws. And I'm not talking about our, our lawmakers. I'm talking about actually the supporters of the laws, uh, our Border Patrol agents, our ICE agents, um, you know, our federal agents who are just men and women who chose a career that's now being attacked. And not only are they being attacked, for those of you who have not seen it on the news, uh, documentation of their personal homes, addresses, telephone numbers have been stolen. And uh, so uh, for the benefit of passing it out so that people can go to their homes. Now, this is my question. What does his wife have to do with this? What does his children have to do with this? What is, you know what I'm saying? What does her husband have to do with it? What does her children have to do with it? What does it benefit anyone to go and issue death threats? Uh, and it seems like it happens like this every, every time there's something going on with our government. We're either turning our backs on our military or we're ready to shoot up and kill up all of our police. It might have been one that was rogue, <laughs> but all must die. Right. Uh, abandon our agents. Who are and that's what I was sharing. Like you know, in this border patrol, border crossing, um, there are countless of agents that lose their lives yearly that we don't hear about. Where when they come upon groups, the groups actually, and it's not even uh, the people; it's the people that's bringing the people across, are throwing agents over uh, off the cliffs. Why are we not hearing about that? More or less, probably to protect. The family, the other families, our guests, um, to protect them. But the other thing is, too, I think it's more of an emotional thing. Um, I think they look, in my eyes, I think they look forward to, to blame. They look, it's not good. It doesn't change the law going after the family members. They're going after, but that's what's been. We're not even going after the agents. agents. Yeah, the agents themselves. It doesn't. It doesn't change anything. Uh, the only thing it does is put the threat. But I mean, if you look back and you think about. Um, I mean, on the other side of Mexico, you think about the cartels and what they do. Right, right. They go after the family members. They go after because they're trying to cut the, it's like cutting the snake off, the snake's head off. Right. And thinking that they can change something. Right. But that's not what changes the law here at all. No. It's if you don't cut the head off, uh, it, it's still lethal. If you're hitting the tail, it's, it's not going to help. <laughs> it, it's not going to change anything. No, no. And, uh, so anyway, I was sharing some of the stories you were sharing, uh, and I was saying before we went on break about how you can find these jugs of empty, empty jugs of milk jugs, water jugs, yeah, the, gallon um, jugs. the gallon jugs uh, out in, in, the, in the desert where there were groups that ran out of water and were out there. Who do they think goes and bring these people back? Now, I'm not saying that there aren't any rogue, because we got bad everything. Yeah. You know, you, you have bad everything. And so I'm not saying that all of the agents are good and all of the 
you know, I'm not saying that and like only the, the people are bad that are crossing. No. I, I, if you want to listen to the show earlier, if I lived in Matamoros, if I lived in, uh, what is it? Uh, Juarez. Juarez. They would be carrying me back daily. <laughs> <laughs> they would know me by name. Hey, right. that's Christina. Let yeah. on first. We're going to turn around. But she's coming back tomorrow. Because I've been there, and I mean, it is really, yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, it was so hard for me to believe. I mean, there's some beautiful resort areas in Mexico. Uh, and, and man, you know, but it's hard. If you walk over at the border crossing and you see the poverty that's closer to uh, the border, my God, I would be swimming, climbing, fighting, whatever it took for me to get over. And I've stated that. And and that's what I was talking to you about the travel. You know, it's not just Mexico. You still have El Salvadorians, Venezuelans. They're all traveling through. And it is, I mean, you can hear the stories being told about how they traveled, what they did. But you're going through, I mean, you're going through major, you know, countries, going through there, Guatemala. So they've been through more right? just to get up to the line. Just to get up to the line. They know. They're they're like, (laughs) the only thing is between me. (laughs) And literally, if you do not live near this area, it is, it's just like, you know, walking across the street. Yeah. Like it's that close. And if you lived along the border, you're looking at freedom every single day. You're looking at it. You look right in between the, the gates. You can yeah. see the gates. You can yeah. see. Um, even by Laredo, you see the line, or, or the crossing line. And you right. can see the valley right straight through. You can go ahead and go through. Up near uh, El Paso. What is it? Is that Matamor? Yeah. That's Matamor. Yeah. I mean, literally, when you drive by on Highway 10, you it, it's like you're looking at two separate worlds. Mm-hmm. If you ever watched uh, uh, Man on Fire, mm-hmm. that was Matamor. And uh, and so, but right across the street is El Paso, Texas. And so you're looking at all these shanties. If you watched the movie and you saw all those shanties at towards the end of the movie where uh, Denzel Washington, you know, like he's shooting a guy, they're fighting and trying to get the little girl back and so on and so forth. And he makes the deal to be taken captive. That is like those areas when you see them driving through, uh, even in uh, Bad Boys. When you see them just driving through these shanties, uh, again, they were in California. We're looking at right there along the border. So you're looking at one side, beautiful ocean and beautiful people and freedom. And on the other side, you're looking at poverty. It's not just what, it's not what you see. So if you've gone to Mexico and you flew in and you went to the resort and you <laughs> stayed on the resort, and the thing is that uh, crime, too, is very high, even mm-hmm. because of everything that's happening. Um, they're not just being stopped on the boards because people don't want them to be free. But it's all the things that come with that. I think, personally, we just need to figure out a way to do for them what we have done for others and not cause them or make the process, I was not cause them to have to try to do it. Desperation. I mean, again, I know I've said this like three times since you've been here. If I was in Matamora, a system would be swimming. I'd be backstroking every day, straight across. I would be waiting. And if you go down there now, you would see people holding stuff above their heads, waiting through, coming, trying to get through. Yeah, they're trying to get in. Trying to get in. 
when your family would tell stories about being there and here, well, I, you know, let me change it up. How do your brother and your family feel about what's going on, knowing that they have grandparents, aunts and uncles that are here? Go ahead and say my, it. My mom is very staunchy. Right. So she's like, they shouldn't be treating them that way. How would they like it if they, you know, well, being, you know, and how would you like it if I was, you know, we went ahead and we separated your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, me and her both got into an argument <laughs> oh, about Lord. it. Um, I know you did. She's so sweet. Yeah, no. So, yeah, wow. we, we got into an argument about it. But, you know, that's the one thing about, you know, you, in, in my eyes, as far as what the law brings, you also have to have or it used to be, which was Congress, that you had, you know, Republicans, Democrats coming together. Mm-hmm. But it seems like there's been more fighting in between of who wants what. I want to put, I want to put the upper hand on things. Um, and there's no, I'm not getting like in the middle of that. I'm just saying that you're going to have to have everything come together rather than one side arguing about one and then the other side arguing about what's happening. You actually have to have a median. And I think that's what's happening even with my mother, my mother was like, well, you don't see that side. I was like, I'm, oh, I'm seeing that side. Right, you know, right, I'm, right. I see it. But, you know, there's, with her, my grandfather, when my grandfather passed, when before that, he was saying the same thing. He goes, you know, to be on the street, you know, he was one of the, he was actually one of the guys in Mexico that was the fruit. You know, he gave out the fruit. He sold yeah. the fruit right with yeah. the tourists. Right when you come over. That's right. Right, or you sell the chicle? Yeah, the chicle. He would sell right. those. And, um, you know, my grandmother, of course, you know, she went over there to visit. She met him. You know, they got married, and he came over, and they got married from there. No way. So he's a citizen. So she was a citizen. Mm-hmm. She goes over there. She meets him because he's selling fruit? Yep. No yeah. way. Takes him over, and here you go. So he, you know, he was here. So, and I know that's like, of course, that's one of the things that's a shortcut to as well, you know, Um but that's part of the law, see? Yeah. <laughs> part of the law where if you marry a citizen, it's a shortcut, you'll go ahead and you'll be a citizen right, as well. You're right. granted. But, Which uh, is also what you're saying that. Yeah, there's, there there's are some, people that are, there are people that's marrying, uh, come on in. There are people that's marrying, getting other people that are joining us today. There are people that are literally marrying because they want citizenship. Yeah, they want citizenship. That's not something that's just seen on the movie. That, uh, you know, uh, this, this comical thing that people are really marrying for citizenship. Yeah. And I don't mean, and that's not what my grandfather was doing. No, 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 no. no. I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not implying that. And I don't want to talk to your mother. So if you're listening, you don't have to call no. me. <laughs> Go ahead. So, uh, but yeah, and that's the one thing. There's just, like I was saying earlier, there's just so many wedges of different things that you could, you're trying to do, but there's not, in a, there's not something that, you know, set in stone as far as immigration, as far as the law in itself. And uh, I mean, my other other family members, same thing. They're they're mad because they only hear one side. You and you only hear one side because you're coming from that side. You know, you're the one. Well, my grand, you know, my grandfather crossed. My, you know, my aunt. You know, we had to, you know, we had to go and pick her up in the middle of El Paso when she crossed over. Wow. You know, she fought checkpoints. You know, yeah. she. Yeah. You just went and met, met at a different area, and then all right. of a sudden, you you know, she just popped up. Right, so right. Like, oh, yeah, that happens. You know, so you that just, happens. you know, but that's just something on their side because they're trying to make things better for themselves. Right. 
And that's, I think that's the one thing, you know, they hear. And on my side, I try not to get angry about, I, I had, a, I have a heart for the kids because, you know, with the kids themselves having to be separated or even, and I think that's an emotional thing because I have kids, but when you separate them and you don't know, you know, psychologically, you don't know, even with the parents, the parents are locked up. Psychologically, you don't know what's going on through their head. They don't know if they're being protected. They don't know if they're being abused inside of there. You know, wow. there's been some things that come out talking about they're being abused. I don't know if it's true or not, wow. but that's been some of the things that are going on because kids, you know. Well, you know, anywhere in any in in, in you know any institution, you're gonna always have the good and the bad. Right. And you're you're not gonna, gonna have yeah. Any, and you don't. And unfortunately, we don't know who you are. Right. We don't know you. So we should know who you are. Yeah, there are people that can hear lie detectors and pass lie detector tests, and the biggest liars on the planet. And so, you know, you always have people that's good and bad. We hope that some of those stories are exaggerated, um, but I can't tell you that 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 would not or could not happen. Um, The thing that I today, for sure, before we get out, we're going to another break, or we're really about to wrap up the show. My goodness, that went fast. First, I want to invite you guys, please be sure and plug in next week. Uh, We're going to talk about this with a panel discussion. But I also want you guys to really consider, because this is kind of near and dear to my heart, we have people that we know that are friends and close to us that are working in those agencies that are those that are responsible. One of our dear friends actually was thrown off a cliff, um, was attacked while in the truck, uh, 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 deporting people back uh, in the hills that were found. And if those that group was not found, they would have died but they also found the ones that were gaining from them. And that's the other thing you have to understand. There's a lot of money being exchanged. And I don't mean on a governmental level, but under the table, uh, not with the government, but with illegals, no, people who profit off of the numbers that they can bring over across. These are not, it's not government on, on either side. These are just people that fall in between. And so you have illegal people doing, I mean, people doing illegal acts in the middle and people who are being paid to do a job uh, to keep others safe. We had a friend that was literally attacked in the truck, and they forced them off a cliff. The cliff goes off everyone, of course. And when I say cliff, I'm not talking about some little hill. I'm talking about these mountains in California uh, where they really bring them through these high points because no one wants to go up there and uh, drove them off and drove the truck off, and the agent was killed. He had a family and children, and, they, and that's, that's the call you get, or an agent show up at your house saying that your husband was killed because someone just did not want to go to jail for smuggling other people across. There's also another story. We were pre-warned um, that we might see it on the news. Um, this was about maybe uh, eight years ago. There was a shooting out in the desert where some uh, drug smugglers thought that a van that was full of people, and it literally was three families, husband, wife, and all their children crossing over, uh, they hid out. And because the van looked like a van they transport drugs in, when they saw them driving across, they just began to shoot the van. And there were several couples uh, two out of the three couples, well, actually two out of the three couples were killed. 
one of the females just jumped out. She had taken a shot, center mass in her forehead, was running strictly on adrenaline. We had an agent say she was dead on her feet running, but she was so horrified by what was happening. We had agents on the ground that were actually shooting on their behalf, trying to save the lives of the ones that were in the van. There was only one man that survived and a few of the children. I want to say all of the children lived, but the adults were actually killed. There might have been one or two. I'm unsure, and I don't want to make that factual. But this event is factual. It really happened. But only one adult walked away from that. Those children watched their parents shot down, gunned down. And when those guys were arrested, not all of those guys that were attacking them lived, but when the ones that were, they came, they said clearly, we didn't know if they were drug smugglers or not. It just looked like a band that's used. And so we saw it, and we were going to rob them. We were going to rob them. It ended up killing. There are countless of stories that we hear about people dying, groups of 20, groups 100 plus, dying in the heat, freezing in the mountains. we got to close right now, so I'm going to say this quick. We've got to find a better way. You're listening to Refresh. It's Regina Johnson. I'm your host. And we'll be back next week with panel discussions on U.S. borders.